0: You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network.
1: All right, let me get my mind right. There we go. All right, 30 seconds of silence, and we're going to do the thing. Here we go. That's not silence. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) The fuck? Silence! 30 seconds of silence. <laughs> I don't understand why silence for 30 seconds is such an impossible feat now. For, like, if, I, if I could let the conversation die and then just not say anything for 30 seconds and then everyone would go their own way and forget that we were even talking. But I say 30 seconds of silence. I just sniffed. Like, you if started I can, it. Silence! Silence! <laughs> Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of AdSpace. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, but with me, the actual host of the program, the owner, proprietor, the CEO of AdSpace, head custodian, lead therapist, head designer um at least bacon bacon we? okay
0: one second um what it's your so, show what do you okay, mean okay so on? we have we have the owner yes the ceo
1: yes uh, chief financial officer also cfo cfo you're um also the uh lead therapist
0: lead therapist um, I will accept that one.
1: Uh, you also head of HR.
0: <laughs> head of HR.
1: Um, you're not the head of the legal department, but you're like the senior vice president, assistant to the head of the legal department. <laughs>
0: Hold on, the senior assistant
1: S- to the vice president of the legal department.
0: To the VP of the legal, legal department. department department
1: right
0: and then chief custodian that's yeah,
1: what you're, you said you're, uh, Yeah, uh yeah, lead custodian Yes, yeah.
0: lead custodian not chief custodian
1: yeah lead custodian yeah.
0: lead custodian
1: mostly we just have an issue with cats really so you handle the cat
0: in parentheses cat wrangler
1: cat wrangler yes you just handle the cats really there's a lot of cats on the premises you just kind of
0: although the official cat of the podcast is dynamite so is dynamite
1: is the official cat Yes. Yeah. That's okay. why we thought you'd be good for the position. Okay. Because of your
0: and, and, and now head designer.
1: So, yes, lead designer. Yes. Oh, lead designer. Yes. Visual designer. Um,
0: lead designer or lead visual designer? That's,
1: um, well, because design has so many different things. So it's like, well, you know, the title is, um, very, is one thing. But what you do is um, you help design not only the visuals of the podcast, but the um, visuals on the website and also the clothing that we wear and the furniture inside the office, the color of our cars and where we go to eat. So there's like a general air of design, like a thorough uniform design where, you know, you might see me with like unreasonable Friday socks as I step into my unreasonable Fridays branded Honda civic, for example.
0: Yeah. We are really terrible at promoting our branded stuff.
1: Um, With that said
0: <laughs> okay, so I had to I just wanted to write these down because um, one of our fans who is part of the Discord wants me to add roles to the discord and then just add them to myself.
1: I mean you should as these are all but I just so.
0: like I just needed to get the list down.
1: That's fine. Um, well, really, it's hard because you're so um, ambitious. You're constantly applying for new roles that open up within the company, and you're so qualified that we have no choice but to hire you. And while um, I think uh, energy levels and oversaturation might be an issue, we still have to kind of go where the talent is. You know, we have no choice in the matter be remiss as a major corporation to do that
0: but it doesn't come with a pay increase
1: um well that's a matter of um personal responsibility you see
0: so what you're saying is is if we can get more people to uh donate to the patreon yes we can have a pay increase
1: yes actually um like i know this is a bit but yes, if we had more money, I would just <laughs> give you more money. <laughs> just pay you more money for this. Yes, actually. Like that like that's actually like there is a whole bit here, but please understand <laughs> at patreon.com backslash on Fridays like real talk. If you are listening to this and you do actually the money does actually go to bacon and the jail. It. Like that's actually not a joke. <laughs> like it's not <laughs> No, it really it really, really does. The, the okay. Yeah. yeah, I actually I don't do I pay them a living wage in our fast go for hype and our high speed global economy? No. But I do pay them a chunk of what we bring in within reason. I do. So, um, patreon.com backslash on Fridays. It's super transparent. I give bacon money for food. And I give Michaela money for food. And we keep the podcast on Lipson. That's where the money goes so yes literally where all the money yes you actually will get a raise yes if we make more patreon money you will get a raise yeah just full so
0: to um go with my expanding roles yes please do we (laughs) do we take one-time donations how do we do that
1: uh you can donate for um certain periods of time certain amount of money like we don't have a minimum donation i think the minimum donation is like a dollar
0: Oh, okay. And then you can just turn it off.
1: And you turn it off. So people can uh, you can donate as much as um $100,000 and as little as $1. Um please understand that the tone of the show and to anyone else if someone donates $100,000, then the tone of the show will be weighted towards that particular person because um while I am a man of dignity, and i I'm do. not i <laughs> <laughs> right so we can be bought the price is fairly high but if you meet it you will get a hundred percent of the product you paid for so if you do you will find that if you get a questionnaire and we will have an entire show about the person do donate at one hundred thousand dollars and if they want to be anonymous and we will tell a pseudo fictional story about their life for 45 minutes where we will embellish where it needs to be embellished and be truthful where it needs to be truthful and you will definitely get what you pay for if you happen to donate that um, and and we will
0: probably like they will probably have their own title they'll be like the unseen co-host
1: oh they will be the um they will be the uh, guiding hand that will be yeah they'll be be the
0: guiding hand of the show like they'll get their own opening spiel all Every single episode, absolutely.
1: Hundred thousand dollars will get you get you full credit, full credit, full credit in the forever, in, forever. Right? <laughs> because um, don't let we do this thing in society where we argue over twenty dollars and leave anyone with a billion dollars alone. But let me tell you, a hundred thousand dollars is a life changing amount of money. It would definitely it would definitely point the barge in another direction for several of us. So, yeah. Anyway, patreon.com backslash on Fridays. Um, get pay for bacon's raise or just live forever. Like just give us 100K and live forever. <laughs> do it. <laughs> it. 100K Be, and yeah,
0: live forever. Live forever. <laughs> like
1: I'm not, I mean, it's, I mean, as we stare, we are all very familiar with our mortality during the end times. So do it, make a make a choose your legacy. <laughs> choose your legacy
0: like if if we split it three ways it would be a yearly ra- it would be like a yearly wage for everybody
1: right so you know please do the thing all right we do actually have a program though
0: yes this one is not a production meeting it's
1: not a proper production meeting there's actual programs about actual topics starting with game me and bacon are both playing uh, the latest in the tales series how long has it been 25 years of tales game something like that 20 years
0: 1995 <whistles>
1: god damn All is right. when
0: tales of fantasia dropped
1: so 19 19 years of yeah 19, 15, 16 years of yeah.
0: no 1995 is more than 16 years ago god damn
1: <laughs> oh yeah dude fuck <laughs> man i swear to god i tell i the there's a period of time where games like like when someone like I I, someone told me that Dead Space came out in 2006 and I'm like I just played that shit like two years ago and that shit slapped and I look at the game and it's like it's 2006 all those games are compressed into a very like a very very clear vivid period of gaming where I remember the things I enjoyed very clearly like I remember playing the Diablo 3 demo on xbox 360 that's how clearly i remember the compressed unit of time from like 2005 to 2021 but alas tale series tales of arise bacon's played it considerably more than i have but we are both playing it we will provide a these are impressions um we will provide a proper review once bacon's done with it because do not depend on me to do it because i'm playing it slowly Slow. Um,
0: it'll probably be review one, like review part one and review part two, like we've been doing.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, the game actually does have a very clearly denoted second half, right?
0: Uh, yeah, but I just mean in terms of, oh. like, how we split it up, because oh, I definitely don't want to talk about too much past where you're at, and if I do, I'm going to be super vague about it. I'm... I'm being very respectful of spoilers with this game. This isn't, like, the last, like, couple games I've been playing, and I'm just, like, I'm just spoiling everything. Because either one, I know y'all aren't playing it. Like, um, fucking the world ends with you. Like, there's a very small section of people who are actually playing that game, and everybody else is like, I'm going to play that game, but I already know they're not going to. I mean... So... That's one of those games where I'm just like I'm just that's fine. And then there's Mass Effect and Mass Effect Andromeda where I'm like I don't care. The game's been out for like years, so we're. But this game is fresh. It's hot, fresh off the presses. It's
1: like two weeks old, isn't it? It is
0: two weeks old. Um, the (laughs) I missed a full week of gameplay due to stomach flu from hell that I'm still recovering from. Um, we're just calling it a stomach flu. We have no idea what it is. Um, it seems like we
1: need a physician at unreasonable Fridays, but stay tuned for that. Please continue.
0: <laughs> I know we do even even my doctor's like, I don't know what's going on. We might need you in for labs like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um, um, I'm currently playing my daily amount that I'm I've got set to play but I also have like I'm I'm doing like double time and basically play I'm playing overtime on Tales of Arise to get caught up on how much I missed right um I have been streaming some of it but I'm not streaming it consistently because one I've been sick right and um uh two I really only want to stream like three to like three to four hours a session because right. i have jobs to apply for and things like that so but i also need to get through the game so i'm just not i'm playing it on and off stream. but if you want to know what the game play looks like i do have um streams of what's going on in the game and how the game works in the gameplay you can also watch me die a few times it's great <laughs> um
1: do you find the uh, most striking thing that uh, does not fuck around uh I find that it actually like the most striking thing about the game is how uh, how it really does it's a really striking looking game like just from just from jump like um Bandai Namco they put out these anime games and they've been kind of like on s they've been escalating and scarlet Nexus looked good and then code vein looked good, but this is like it, clearly, a lot of energy is going into how much respect they have for the Tail series visually.
0: Um. Well, the Tail series is one of the tops. Is like the top three. Is in the top three of uh JRPG series. Like, actually, just RPG series worldwide. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, this is. A, yeah. It's it, a- like
0: like it's not as popular in the um it's not as popular in the uh in the west like the following isn't as big but it is still straight up top 3 um of course it doesn't beat the final fantasy series um i forgot what the second series was I'm trying to remember i can't remember
1: Me neither. and I, it's
0: what i play too <laughs>
1: Oh, I know what yeah. you're talking about too. It's that game with like twenty-five games on the series. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
0: Don't remember.
1: I'm gonna take mm-hmm. it to the Googles. Please continue to make your point.
0: But yeah, anyway, so it it it's it's a it's it's a massively popular series, a little less popular in the West, but very popular, very huge in Japan. Um so like they absolutely take it seriously. They have there's also spinoffs. There's mobile games. There's manga. There's anime that they make off of the games. Like it's it's pretty extensive. So,
1: Dragon It's Quartz. also
0: one of those things when people call it like an anime game. It's not like they made the game and then they made animes of the game.
1: Right. This is a appro- <laughs> it's literally appropriate. It's not a reductive title like people use right. when they say anime game also yeah, yeah, dragon quest is the second one
0: there we go thank you dragon quest okay. i was like i'm like it's it's a big one i'm like i just can't remember <laughs> <It's> dragon quest <laughs> and then it goes tails uh so yeah ta- tail the tails games are like some of the um really big is like, like like you know the biggest property one of the biggest properties of bandai namco um and they've got bandai namco's got a ton and. They um, each of the games have different writers. Right. Uh, they because they they want to keep the writing pretty fresh throughout the series. Um, some ser- some some games in the series are connected. Ours are not. There's always like reoccurring themes in each Tales game, and then they're also based um, partially off of they always reference like current events when the game from when the game is in development um the t- the themes are generally pretty dark there's generally a pretty like you know uh, cuz again real life current events dark undertone current theme to it but then you've got like bright color anime um kind of designs with magic and combat but the themes are pretty dark um, Tales of Arise deals specifically with slavery and oppression, and gets into some pretty um, in-depth and um, it, it, close examinations. There's also something that I've noticed about it, like especially playing through like these later, like some of the. I can't say later chapters because I'm, like, halfway through the game. Um, there, there's definitely, like, be kind to yourself. <laughs> there's definitely a lot of, like, what you're, like, what the characters are going through is a lot. and at, And in this game in particular, they don't try to dismiss the a lot that the characters are going through. Hmm. At some points, I'm like, I feel like I'm in a therapy session.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. Yes, they don't. No one is trying to. um, No one is allowed to muscle through their major dysfunction yet.
0: Yeah, and all the characters have like severe PTSD.
1: Yeah. Um. So far, I I, every character I've met, um, except for one, is a um slave of some kind, or a a, yeah is a is a is a slave. So Mm. I they all act like it um and yeah they all act like it. so
0: i the the one the one character who isn't i actually start appreciating the fact that she just stops talking when the slaves are talking yes <laughs> they're like this is what we had to live with and she's like quiet <laughs> and i'm like oh. i'm like if only white people I mean <laughs> they'll even like pan to her face and she's saying nothing. I mean
1: it is and it is the it is a game about freeing as far as I can tell about freeing slaves about uh, doing doing away it's about freeing slaves and liberating a is it a planet or a country?
0: It's a planet.
1: Yeah, you liberate all the last planet.
0: So basically so Here's kind of, like, overall premise that's not spoilery. Because the game, the game immediately starts off with, you're a slave. <laughs> like, immediately.
1: <laughs> and they do that, and they're very specific. They're like, for how how long have I been a slave? For generations. Well, what is generation? Forever. 300 years.
0: <laughs> so there are uh, two planets, two worlds. Um, it's not referred to anymore as twin worlds because... Um, that is a very gross oversimplification of what's going on and does not show the power structure at all. Right. So there are two worlds: there's Renna and there's Dana. And um there's this not quite world. It's like a super capital city that floats in floats in the sky outside of Rena called Linegus. And that there's gonna be more on that later. But the Renans used their super powerful technology to invade dana and not only um it just it took over the entire world of people um and put them into slavery for over three hundred years they did they also did just straight cultural genocide right on top of regular genocide um there are the the magic in in this game is based off of um something called astral energy, astral er- energy is in everything. There's six elements, wind, water, earth, um fire, and then there's light and dark. Um Dana produces all but dark energy and Rena produces all but light energy. And Rena has this contest for uh their leader the the sovereign, and it's called the Crown Contest and they have split Dana up into five um elemental sections essentially uh because Dana cannot produce uh dark astral energy that they use all but dark astral energy, so each section of the world actually is a is set to gather that specific element of astral energy and there's a lord that in each region that controls that region and then the renans will also fight each other for that position of lord and the lord will use the astral energy the lord the five lords will use those astral energies every time there's a uh crown contest all the energy that's gathered and they'll fight each other using their assigned element essentially Um so <laughs> not only are they harv- and the energy is harvested from like harvested by and from the slaves in a variety of ways it's different for each region
1: yeah i am uh, in the middle of the second place second area of five and uh it's um i'm not there i have not figured out how they're doing it i assume they're building up towards explaining it to me uh uh, they
0: should have explained it where you're where you're at uh Uh, you might have just missed it
1: um um if so then they glanced over it there was no there was no visual oh no there
0: there there was one it just i think you Uh, missed
1: it oh no then i'm not where you think i am then
0: oh no 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 they have they have.
1: I've um, not seen
0: it. I think the explanation just missed it. It's the floodlights.
1: Oh, I know what it is, but they're not showing me what happens to the people inside the. I'm assuming that I get to see what's happening to the people inside the tower. I know what the tower is doing, but oh I no, assume. no, that part you don't see. Oh, uh, they don't they, share that. Oh, okay, no, then, no, they I, I they,
0: they said it's just like Calaglia, where the slaves are working the working to right. death essentially
1: right okay.
0: except they send them to the floodlights
1: oh, okay right okay
0: yeah they send them to work the floodlights
1: okay then i do know All right.
0: yeah yeah that that was it was it was just it's just how they did it is different
1: okay i thought there was gonna be a thing i'm uh, that's how i'm i'm used to a certain lack of subtlety with these things so uh just like if you were telling a story about an oppressed people then we get to find out how they're oppressed in all types of in all manner of problematic ways that bears its own discussion, for example. So yeah, this is uh I do know and all right, you can carry on. I didn't make sure.
0: Yeah. So and of course each because you know, there's five different lords, each lord uses a completely different method, which I'm not gonna get into because it's spoilers. Right. <laughs> like like the it's specifically the third and fourth one that are like the really big spoilers and Aaron's about to hit those areas. So I'm like, well, cannot.
1: Absolutely do not know. This um, is, I find this is actually one of the um, few games where I actually do not want to know what's going to happen. And usually I'm, I'm one of those um, heathens that do not mind if you spoil a story because spoilers will actually make me want to turn back around and watch the story that I, you just told me the ending to. Or the narrative beats too. But this one, for some reason, I am very much invested in what is happening and just seeing it unfurl linearly In for me, personally. And that's rare. I cannot recall the last time I played a game I did not want to know the narrative to. I think, like, Arkham Knight, maybe, or something? Moons ago.
0: Uh, yeah. So, Tales also has... Uh, Tales games also have more than one protagonist, in general. Um, and you can control, you can, um, in most games, I think Tales of, uh, Legendia is different, but in most of them, you can choose who your front facing character is and then who your combat leader is. And this is like one of two Tales games in the entire series that doesn't have combat multiplayer or, um, multiplayer mini games in it. mm which is disappointing. But it'd be how it be.
1: Uh, do you think right. the game suffers for it as a person that's played all of them?
0: Um, because I'm playing it on my computer. Like, I'm playing it single player on my computer. And I would be regardless. It It doesn't suffer for me. But it does mean that, like, I don't have roommate bonding time.
1: Ah, okay.
0: So, you know, people who... There's people who are like, you know, brother and sister or like best friends who will play this game couch co-op and have played all the Tales games couch co-op, they're really upset about it.
1: Oh. all right. noted. Um I think the only thing worth mentioning left to mention is the combat system, which is
0: uh, uh I'm, I have a little bit more. I'm not done.
1: Oh, there's more. Okay, cool. Yeah. Please.
0: Yeah. So the, you know, the main protagonist is Alfin who is a slave who doesn't he has a mask on his face and he doesn't he doesn't remember his like when you meet him he doesn't remember his name but like five hours in you get his name so it's not really that big of a that's like the softest of spoilers (laughs) um so yeah he has he has an iron mask over his face he um is first just called iron mask he doesn't feel any pain whatsoever. He has like my nigga has no pain receptors hmm. and does not remember anything about his past. So he the furthest back he remembers is about a year when he woke up in Calaglia. This region is fire with Lord Balsaf. This is the first region. He woke up like about a year ago and like that's all he knows. He 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 is a slave and that is this is all he knows. And the Female protagonist, the main female protagonist, is um, uh, Shion, who is a renin who is fighting against renins for reasons. Uh, She was specifically, like, locked up even uh, when you find her. And her body is um, covered in dark energy thorns that react when anybody touches her. Um, it's not something she's she can control. It's it's pretty much a curse. So these two end up um, getting forced, like they end up working together, and they team also team up with the local uh, resistance group and want to liberate Danon's. And Xion wants to overthrow the five lords for quote reasons unquote um like i mentioned each of the characters there's a there's a there's um five characters i'm yeah i'm pretty sure it's just five characters that you unlock i haven't got i don't think there's any more and if there are there's spoilers and i have not encountered any of them but there's like five characters and sorry six characters and uh all of them have ptsd literally Hmm. all of them Mm -hmm. and the game has like i said themes of slavery and oppression and it goes beyond just a liber like a liberation narrative there's a lot of like what happens after which is something that a lot of games with like resistance etc don't even touch on Hmm. there's a lot of what after and also How to process information, like how to process your traumas, and um, it asks a lot of complicated questions, which I'm also glad that the game doesn't go, like, thoroughly in depth about, because this is also a Japanese company. (laughs) And if it went too far in depth and to be like, this is how it should be, I would be like, no. (laughs) We are putting the game now. (laughs)
1: I mean, I am curious. I, I I I was I I am intrigued. Like, what what? Tell me more about slavery, Japan. There is. Tell me more about how you feel about an oppressive slave state, Japan. Just just let it all out. Just be be honest. Be brutally honest here. Share those thoughts. So yeah.
0: I know, like one thing that they definitely like, and it's not every character that does this because each character has like their own thoughts and feelings on things.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and not. And and they specifically, like, you know, point out that, like, not all the characters' viewpoints are wrong. Like, they're just different. So differing viewpoints doesn't equal wrong, necessarily. Yeah. But they are, like, very different ideologies. Um, and, you know, one thing that they try to, you know... Something that comes up a lot is... Um, the, you can't, like, lay the weight of an entire society on one person and by vi- and, and vice versa. And I went, I, and of course, like I'm sitting here going, I understand what you're saying. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> well, no. but I also understand what you're saying.
1: The, um, the, uh, I, I, I heard, I heard the one, ca- I don't know if it comes up more than once, but one character had mentioned it and Erica and I's response was, yes, the fuck you can. What um, I
0: think the like I know the I know exactly the conversation with you and Erica and like the context of it I think matters. Yes. Like the context of the conversation, like yes. Shion specifically, um, is like in that no, this person specifically is not responsible.
1: Oh no, no, but you go you, you go but you're gonna hear about my life of slavery though, like you right. you're gonna hear about the slavery. Like, you know, like, I'm not going to hold you responsible. We're not going to fight about it. But you're going to hear about it.
0: Right. Exactly. So it's definitely one of those things of, like, you have to listen.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And she does. Uh, She actually, like, it's one of those things where she's just like, "Uh," especially when you've got, like, because it comes a point where there's literally three former slaves sitting around talking about how they were, you know, talking about their life in slavery. (laughs) Like, what are you going to (laughs) do? argue with them? (laughs) 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 what are you gonna do like no i'm sorry uh your people like like okay so you did your people were specifically forced into labor until they died and were beaten and whipped and like whatnot all these people uh in order to protect themselves had were forced to like rat out on each other yep and send them to labor camps
1: yes <laughs>
0: and <laughs> this other person i can't tell you what they went through but it is equally horrific well, so it's just like yes please tell me about how not all Renans. thank you <laughs> <laughs> Uh and and so one thing too with each of the lords as well is that they do talk about like different kinds of oppression, like different kinds of like um uh I don't know say different like I don't want to say different kinds of slavery, but like aspects
1: different, different tactics angles?
0: used to oppress people.
1: Ah, there you go.
0: So like this I can this I can say because I'm not saying who or where. Um one group uh they don't they don't know how to think for themselves. Huh. They were oppressed to the point where they they literally have they they literally cannot think for themselves. The ability to think for themselves was like completely tortured out of them
1: as hmm. a people. Hmm.
0: They only know how to respond to commands.
1: That's terrible. Right. Oh dear.
0: Right. And so, of course, like, you know, one of the things is too is after you defeat a lord, like what what do you do with the people? And you know, they touch on this after the first region too where they're like these people have been in slavery for 300 years. Right. They 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 like what what do we do now?
1: Well, you know, you know, classic, a little bit of capitalism.
0: <laughs> I'm like they, so it's not. It, it goes beyond even like, you know, forms of government because like they don't have one,
1: right? Like
0: it goes even beyond that. It just goes like
1: quite literally. What do we do? Like, what the fuck? Like, what, what do we do? What do we do? Right. <laughs> Like what, like literally tomorrow, what do we do after we wake up? <laughs> like, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? We don't have any, like literally everything we've been doing for generations knows no relevance and no longer exists. So, right. And they
0: have, they have, and because um, the Renans perform mass cultural genocide, they don't even have histories of their people. Right. So they don't, they don't, they don't wait, have their histories. Wait. They don't, they don't even know what a Danon government looks like
1: right they don't even know what happened before to know what to do tomorrow
0: right they don't even know so it it really is just like and what now (laughs) so and like the game doesn't ignore the what now question which is what i really appreciate okay so away from narrative themes now we can go on to mechanical themes
1: combat's very strong
0: combat's so good.
1: That's um, probably the best action. It's probably the best. Now, it's the best combat in any Tales game I've played. Now, is it the best combat in any Tales game you've played?
0: This is a really hard co- question.
1: That's why I'm asking. <laughs> so,
0: Tales games have always been a combination of um real-time and... Uh, well, earlier they had some turn-based parts to it, and you can still actually activate, like, some of the turn-based stuff. Like, you could man, you can, if you set it on manual, you can uh have, you can, like, really kind of take control of all the characters. I prefer semi-automatic, because I don't, I don't, there, I just don't want that level of, control. I like controlling my casters in Tales games, right. sometimes. Um, but this is the first Tales game where I like playing as the caster. Ah. <laughs> Actually, no, it's my second. Tales of Destiny 2, I, um, controlled melody a lot. So, um, I usually do one of the more combat classes. And every Tales game, there's a character that uses a... So all the different fighting styles are the same in each Tales game. Right. Which is kind of nice because, like, I have abilities that I'm both recognizing and unlocking from literally Tales of Fantasia, which is the first game in 1995. Hmm. So there's always, like, I always feel like like every time I use Sonic Thrust, I'm just like, yes, I know this attack. (laughs) But there's always, like, a polearm, you know, a fighter, caster, etc., and it's never the same through each game. So like like there, one of the protagonists is actually like the scrawny nerdy type that actually punches the shit out of you. He doesn't use a sword. So the the way the characters are in each game is completely different. Yes. Which is really nice.
1: A character's name is Law. And I, I was like, Law? Right. And as a Tekken fan, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I looked at this character, and it's literally called the Master of the Iron Fist. And I go, "Oh, I see what you're doing. Oh, I see you there. I see you back there. I see you back there." So,
0: yeah, this one has a lot of shout out. This one has even more shout outs to old uh, Bandai Namco games than Tales of Berseria had, which was impressive.
1: I find it interesting is there the, the call outs will catch you across the entire spectrum of bandai namco games because i haven't played the same game that you've played so what you're noticing is different than what i'm noticing and it is very amusing just how many how many callbacks
0: well even in some of the skits are inside jokes if you've played like tekken or even or old tales games some of them like directly reference old games (laughs) that's the truth um, you start at some point collecting these things called artifacts, and artifacts basically do add ons to your game that make things kind of like easier. Um, like one of them, like, gives you across the board a you know plus one damage, and another makes it so you have two uh combat art sets. Which, if you're controlling a character, you only have like you have um one art set so you have like three abilities that you can use when you're standing on the ground and then you have like three abilities that you can use mid-air right and then this one adds. so this artifact adds it so that you have two sets that you can use on ground which is six abilities on ground and two sets that you can use in the air which is six abilities on air in air and i was just like thank you god because i have like 500 abilities now yes yes.
1: (laughs) you have so many moves in the game
0: Um, The the way that moves work, and this has been historically throughout all the Tales games, is that so you have like basic combat arts, which are like your special skills that you can use. Mm. And if you use one, one of them a lot, it unlocks different stages of higher level attacks. And then once you start using those higher level of attacks, those unlock further higher level of attack. So, like, your beginning attack, if you use your beginning attack, like, 500 times, you unlock the Omega version of that attack. And so, it really does mean that, like, you need to, like, use all, you need to, like, max out all of your abilities. And some of them you don't need to max out. Right. And as, um, and the more you use them, like, their rating goes up, and the, pot- both the potency and what the attack does expands So, for instance, um, uh, Rinwell has this um, ability, which I didn't like at first, but now I'm in love with it. It's called Lightning Wall. Mm -hmm. And it just creates a little wall of lightning around you. At three stars, that wall of lightning spreads the fuck out. (laughs) Like it starts like this little wall of lightning around you, and then it just expands. Like it expands on the field and captures everybody in it. So I'll just like run in the mid, in the middle, use that, bounce out, like, like jump air, throw wind attacks away. I'm like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. But about combat, to answer your question, um, each Tales game combat wise builds upon the previous combat style. So for me since I've played all the Tales games, it's a really smooth transition. Right. So I'm like I've enjoyed the one of the things I love about the Tales game is the combat has always been good. But because it's always a steady evolution, I can't tell you what my favorite is because it it like it's it's a very like distinct progression as you keep going so like technically the combat now is like the best it's ever been but i couldn't tell you what my favorite is because it's just the combat has always felt good which is Ah. why i enjoyed playing them
1: well that's a very telling answer very good answer um we will have more uh going forward proper review this is just impressions this is just a very passionate Tales fan, and someone who doesn't like Tales as much as you like. Like Objectively, I'm not as much of a Tales fan as you are. I've missed a handful of games in the series, and respect it and enjoy it. And um, uh, Yeah, so we will have more as time passes, especially since it's a full-price game. It is not an indie game or a Game Pass game. So though. The, the game is definitely um coming at you pretty hot at a hot at as full fifty nine ninety nine I have no regrets, but we gotta talk about it like i said the scale the price scale does affect what i ha- what i'm talking about and whom and w- w- how i affect how i interact with the audience about it. So, you know, same thing with the uh, alien fire team elite has a game that costs money. So how I effectively recommended it changed because ain't nobody got no money. So just being respectful there.
0: I'm definitely it's first off, this game isn't gonna go on sale for a while. So uh, this Black like Friday's gonna
1: be <laughs> fine. Those Namco Bandai games they go on they go on sale pretty regularly. No, no.
0: Tails games have a stri- have a very specific... Sorry, Bandai Namco has a sales formula with their games. Um Tales of Arise will not go on sale for a very long time.
1: I'd like to see that. I I I would be amazed if they didn't. I no, it it just
0: doesn't. Like Tales Tales of Berseria didn't go on sale for like two years.
1: Right, but it's not. It's a different time. Everything is on sale. The only game. No, no,
0: they they won't do it with. They don't do it with their opening game until all. Their d- dLC is done, and then they re- do a rebundle package at the same full price.
1: I will keep a track on Black Friday because I believe I, I I've never known a game to not go on sale in the age of the steam slash Microsoft store massive sale bombardment bombardation that we live under um that i would i I would love to see it i will it, yeah
0: it's it's not going under fifty dollars.
1: Uh, is what i'm trying to say. Oh, that's fine. That's yeah. still a sale sale. Like i'm not i'm not saying it's going to be 20 bucks. I'm saying it's yeah, going to be Yeah, yeah, that's 60. what like
0: cuz i like a lot of people when they're telling me they'll get it when it goes on sale, do mean 20 30. This game is not going under $50. Oh
1: no, long. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's fine. It yeah. took about it took about a year for Code Vein to go under Forty bucks, and then for it to pop up on game pass and stuff so yeah yeah then that
0: and that formula is different for tales games
1: right oh yeah that's fine when i mean sale i mean not full price um yeah so so, 39.99 is still a sale it's still sale even if the game was 59.99
0: yeah this one has one been long awaited two is really good and three like they just don't do big sales on like their um leading properties. Oh, okay. Kind of kind of like with it it's like expecting um uh a Nintendo uh first party to go on like one of their big games to go on sale.
1: And those games don't go on sale.
0: Right. They go they go on a 10% sale like once every blue moon.
1: I mean i'm not gonna lie to you that's interesting that's actually a very uh, i'm interested to actually hear about what other people think sales count as once i once you a price reduction is a sale to me there are big sales where the game is just straight up cheap that's not what i'm talking about i mean like literally the game is just not as much as it was and allows you to get it at any manner of discount and certain games like activision games apparently the tales games um, bandai namco games actually um, they've been very stingy with everything. They're still stingy with like Tekken. Right, no, Beta mean? and
0: Mco doesn't drop their prices often. Right. And they and they and when they do drop it, it's not on their leading properties unless there's a new one that's out.
1: Right. So, so uh,
0: that's so like the previous games, like Berseria is cheaper now. Right. Which is great, because I don't think I have the PC version. I can get the PC version. Um But and like the the ones even the ones before that one they're they're cheaper now as well um like hella cheap arise is not gonna get, that is not happening to arise
1: <laughs> no. uh, so it's gonna be, i but yeah.
0: i do want to say i think it is like even if you don't finish the game even if you put like 40 only 40 hours into it i think it's worth the 60 dollars
1: that's bold, that's bold it is, it's bold
0: oh it's a game that makes you think and it's, um, the combat's good, and the skits are good. And they. this is like the... I think it's the first Tales game where the skits are voice-acted. Um,
1: is a deal. It's bold. I'm not going to take you off of this opinion. I'm not going to suggest otherwise. I actually think Tales is very good. I have no regrets having paid $60 for it. But in saying that you fully support other people getting a $60 game, it is inherently a bold take that you're standing next to. and I And I'm standing tentatively behind you in the bushes on that. I'm not there yet. So, there you go. More to come. Uh, What else is to say here? So, we've got um, the weird shuffling and squirming of Activision. (laughs) It's like, some people call it the collapse but I'm like, no, they're not collapsing. They are squirming and it is weird because it's like
0: um they're not collapsing but they are hemorrhaging
1: right and their total collapse is what we should be looking for as um modern consumers but yeah so it's like it's a hemorrhaging weird squirming and twitching it's just it's just it's ugly um and then there was the nintendo direct that happened yesterday that uh i watched on a whim and it cost me 20 dollars because bacon is a dick <laughs> i didn't do anything we are fucking social commentators journalists hardworking and experts leaders of our industry so when you say hey okay first off
0: we were mid-production meeting and i went i think there's a nintendo direct that's what am i supposed to do and aaron went today or right now and i said i don't know and then he went oh it's on right now and then he put it on
1: i am a professional of the highest caliber (laughs) And I think if the opportunity to learn about the world, to learn about the news cycle, to become a part of our fast-paced global economy comes up, I will involve myself as per my job. That's what I'm supposed to do here. So you say there's a Nintendo Direct, and I go, oh, well. And walk away having not responded to you. I'm remiss. I'm derelict in my duties. I mean... I'm trying to. We're trying to get 100k here. This is not how you get 100k. Is ignoring Nintendo directs when someone tells you that they're here. So I put it on. I found it. I put it on. There's a lot happening. It it was costly, but it was enjoyable. And um, I uh I have different notes than bacon. I think like things that stuck out. Biggest thing that stuck out to me um, overall was that they're gonna rope a Nintendo 64 emulator and a Sega Genesis emulator into their. What are you talking
0: about? Uh, That's on my notes.
1: I'm not saying it's not there. I'm saying it's some things of different importance. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, like the fact that I ran out and bought Castlevania immediately. That's what I mean. It's just different. It's different priorities. It's numbered differently. Number one was Castlevania, but since I own that number two. Is uh, the emulator, the N64 Sega Genesis emulator, woven into the um, online Switch thing? That is it. They're they're weaving that in there. handful of games, proper Sega Genesis emulator, proper Nintendo 64 emulator. Um, They have not. They said it will cost a little bit more on your Switch Online subscription. Um, What I hope happens is I can switch because I don't like my Super Nintendo. I would love to swap it out for a Genesis on my console.
0: That'd be great. I mean, there are some specific games that I um Super Nintendo games that I really, really, really thoroughly enjoy because Super Nintendo had the RPGs.
1: Yeah.
0: And Genesis did not have the RPGs.
1: Bite your goddamn tongue it had some RPGs.
0: It didn't! That's not my only gripe. Like it I
1: Oh told, it told, era, I had
0: two complete listen. Listen,
1: there are there are RPGs on that console. They were, yeah, there were. I'm literally, I literally, there are RPGs in this Mega Drive Classic Collection. There Like four or five of them.
0: They were, oh. they were
1: there. They were there. They were there. RPGs. Now were now um, were they now were they as popular? As
0: no, popular? I'm not. I don't care about popularity.
1: Then you, obviously, because you didn't know they were there, if they were yes, more popular, yes, you'd know I believe, they were there. I
0: Even, listen, even in my emulator days, I was just like, I will play all the Sega Sega games. I'm just saying that, like, the good Sega, like, all the, like, the whole, the best genre on the Sega Genesis was all the fucking platformers.
1: Yes. I'm not saying RPGs were the best, were the best, were the best genre. Yes, you're absolutely right. If you're saying the best genre represented on the console, yes, it was.
0: Right. So, like, all of the, every good platformer and side-scroller is on the fucking Genesis. All of the good RPGs are on the Super Nintendo. And oh. do I just want some, like, mesh of both so I can have both worlds and just not have, like, 50 different systems? Because, like, I was just, like, like RPG machine, side-scroll platformer and beat-em-up machine, also fighting game machine. what I do? Why would I do? So... Have them together on my Nintendo
1: Switch. Yeah, that's really cool Nintendo
0: Switch is superior.
1: Um, it's very good. I love my, like my Nintendo Switch. It's providing a unique gameplay experience. Like I just really kinda like it. And I didn't realize how much I would enjoy being involved in what I can purchase from like those Nintendo directs. Like when they said Sega Genesis and n sixty four emulators on um, I was like, Oh, that's me. Oh, hey, that is cool. Okay. And I was ready.
0: Everybody needs a Nintendo Switch.
1: Let me look at the list of games. Please. Hold up the crowd with some DJing. I'm going to look at the um list of uh, games that are for Sega Genesis on the Switch. It. Well, when I say hold up the crowd, I mean you can start playing some music. You can start telling some jokes. You know.
0: I'm not good at crowd you. control. You can, you
1: can take, you know, like the whole, do some do some hacky stuff. Take my wife. That type of shit. Do it.
0: I'm not. That's do not it, something i Hacky, I'm, hacky
1: Do some hack jokes. We all have hack jokes. Watch, 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 watch. I
0: don't have hack jokes.
1: Watch, 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 watch. I, I, I saw I saw somebody in, in a pink shirt the other day. And then, and then he's, just, he's wearing a pink shirt. What a guy. <laughs> Am I right, guys? Am I right? See, that shit. There you go. You did it. There you go. You can do that. No, you did you, it. You can do that. Anywho. No.
0: I specifically can't.
1: Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcore, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Echo the I Dunk. love
0: Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. For the
1: record, the people who love Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine are the most enthusiastic. Well, like they've got to be top 10 enthusiastic fandom. No one who likes Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine does not immediately start yelling. <laughs> Like, it's a yeah. good game. I'm not saying, I like, I listen, I've played a lot of it in my life. I have. But I just noticed that when people like it and you bring it up. I remember I was scrolling through someone's emulator. And I said, oh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. And they said, you played Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. We have to play right now. And then we played it for six months. Yeah. And that is it. And then, like, other people in the house were like, oh, you play Dr. Robotnik? And it was just, like, you like those old f- stock photos of, like, the in, the in the early 90s of game consoles with everyone huddled up around the TV and they do the family thing. That was really, it really happened because of Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Passionate fandom. If you're listening, just tweet exclamation points at something. The UN Fridays on Twitter, A.N.S. Freeman uh the uh, is it mecha baconzilla no it's just baconzilla. baconzilla but with like oh yeah numbers. oh yeah before oh, yeah yeah before c zero i l l a just tweet exclamation points so that you don't have to hold in that guttural scream that someone mentioned dr robotnik's mean bean machine, robotnik's mean
0: bean machine. we love it
1: <laughs> we love it echo the dolphin golden axe gunstar heroes oh man.
0: god echo the dolphin so i can be terrified and live through echo the dolphin drama
1: I gotta, I gotta figure out, like, Echo the Dolphin was a game that, even in my, even as I got older, I never under, it's the least intuitive game. It's
0: so unintuitive.
1: It's the least intuitive game, so like, scary. as an old, I think, I, I think the lack of intuition, I, I, I maintain Echo the Dolphin is survival horror. It is a survival horror! It's a survival horror game, like, the confusion <laughs> that you take hours into the game experience, I assume that's intentional and it works.
0: There's aliens and monsters, and they've adopted your family.
1: Yeah, and you are just—you are out of your depth. That's funny joke. <laughs> hey, see, you can do this too, bacon. You got this. That was you. And um, yeah, I, it's survival horror. Survival horror classic. Echo the Dolphin. Golden Axe. Gunstar Heroes. Musha Fantasy Star. Four. Wristar. Wristar. One of the top five platformers of all time. Shining Force, Shinobi 3, Sonic 2, Streets of Rage, and Strider. More games to come,
0: obviously. They put Ristar. They named Ristar. I'm going to go play Ristar.
1: Listen, <laughs> um, I have the uh, old Sega Mega Drive collection from a few years ago. And uh, Ristar, I played that for five minutes and I was like, why the fuck? Or not, people not talking about Ristar. And then that was me being remiss because I mentioned Ristar. And then you were like, oh. And then you opened my ear canal and screamed (laughs) Ristar into my brain. Because you (laughs) grew up with it.
0: Literally my favorite Sega Genesis game.
1: Right.
0: Probably my favorite Sega property.
1: I I, I do not blame you. That is a very, very, very strong.
0: It's a very good game. Um. Like it was it was back when there's like black, uh blockbusters and movie rentals, like because I didn't own the game, but every single week when they're like, Okay, you can get a movie or a game, because you know that shit was expect like game rentals were super expensive. Whew, shit. So like you I would like, how about a movie and a game? And they're like one or the other. Every single week, every single week, I would grab Ristar. <laughs> I, I never owned the game I would every time we went to go rent I would always grab that game
1: as a question when you used to rent video games did you have to put down a deposit or did you rent from like Blockbuster because I realized growing up my rental store was like the neighborhood rental store and they used to and I used to put down a deposit based on the game side, so put down like a certain amount of money. And then I would just say, would just hand it back to me when I handed in the game. Was that now I realized that might have been weird because I just had a local video store. I don't know if that was normal. Like when I got things from blockbuster, they didn't, there was no deposit, but the rentals were actually expensive. So um,
0: we had to do a deposit at first, but over time you didn't have to do a deposit because you were a regular.
1: Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's usually how it went. Here, yeah, after a few years, he stopped jamming me up. Okay, but you know, he also knew where I lived, so it was like, at some point, if it came down to it, he could find me and my mom. He could find my family, knock on the door, and be like, "Can your boy give back my copy of uh, Mega Man X, please? Can you can you return my copy of Mega Man X to me, right here around the corner? Thanks, thanks, Miss Freeman." Right, yeah, or more so, I'd have to, he'd knock on the door and I'd have to act like I don't hear him, but then my mom would answer the door and blow up my whole ass spot, but that's neither here nor there. Um, on Nintendo 64, uh, it is a little sparse Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Yoshi Story, and The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. So, I am not a big Nintendo 64 fan. Tennessee Four is not as formative in my existence as it was for other people. Um, right, uh,
0: I didn't have one. Um,
1: I did not. I was very familiar. The thing I played the most on it was NFL Blitz, and there was an old shooter called Windback that I enjoyed. It was like a cover shooter, but it was very much more like a a, a light gun shooter with a controller. It's very interesting but yeah uh
0: was t- okay was Turok the dinosaur game
1: yes Turok was the dinosaur game yes
0: I played a lot of Turok
1: uh which one Turok. the first one or the second one? Oh, yeah the second one I also one of
0: my one of my brother's friends when I was bringing N64 over and I played the shit out of Turok and Turok 2
1: yeah Turok uh Turok 2 slapped like a motherfucker um Yeah, Turok Turok and Turok 2 were also released on, like, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and got remastered and stuff. Remastering an N64 game does not bring forth the, doesn't change the fidelity. There was, like, N64 is part of the Dark Pixel era where you can't fix this. You have to remake the game, but you cannot remaster. Because we're now at the point where you can remaster, like, an Alan Wake or a God of War 2, for example. And it will look right. Um, but during the dark period of polygon graphics, those games were irredeemable. You have to make it again.
0: It is kind of interesting because I was I don't I don't think people actually realize that either because I had somebody was saying that they're they hoped that um someone would do like a remaster of like one of those um bit games. From like Super Nintendo, but with the Octopath engine, and I'm like, that's a remake.
1: Yeah, that's a remake. <laughs> yeah, that's a,
0: you would have to remake the game.
1: Those, uh, yeah, we, we some of the graphics that we have now, even in terms of pixel art graphics, are substantial leaps. And uh we some of the in certain yeah no we're not. Mm-mm.
0: Like it, like
1: they, they, they gotta do it again. Please
0: learn the difference between a remaster and a remake, yeah. They can,
1: and some game, and they're, like I said, there is a certain era of graphics where you know. Because I, I was looking back, someone there was a video someone posted of like PlayStation 1 launch titles like Ridge Race or Tekken Battle Arena, toshinden then Jumping Flash, and I was looking at all of them, and I was like, well, fuck.
0: They were able to remaster Final Fantasy IX, but it was towards the end of the PS1 life.
1: Right, that had a that, that was that was, that was it. there is a there is a there is a spot there right at the end of the PlayStation One where the best looking PlayStation games still hold up. The Final Fantasy IX. Um,
0: yeah, like because what they what they really, I mean it's it's hard to do now. It's starting to happen. Like it, it still kind of happens, but like what. Uh, what would happen is, is, like, towards the end of the console life, they would put, try to, the, the games that would max out the system's capability would come out. Yeah. So, like, I will always forever quote, like, Odin Sphere is, like, the last great PS2 game. Uh, that's about right. Um, that shit made my PS2 lag.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: like there's 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 like a certain boss fight that would always just trip it up because was so much going on but yeah like um like if the game on the ps1 was not part of like the last great uh ps1 game eras before they moved to ps2 where the ps2 came out it it's 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 a no-go it, it has to get remade
1: right and the same applies to the vast majority of n64 games um, some of them hold up pretty good. Uh, Doom 64, for example, still holds up, but it's not polygon It's not polygon. It's just, uh, like, like the old Doom style with more, um, more, uh, storage, more space for it, higher fidelity version of, like, Doom 1 and 2. But, yeah, that is that. That is what I got. Um, there is a Kirby game. That you told me about that I didn't Kirby. really even know. I did not even note the Kirby game. That was a. You said it was a proper uh, open world exploring exploration game. Yeah, it'll be. Um,
0: it it looks in the similar vein as Super Mario Odyssey, where it's technically a 3D platformer, but it feels more open world. Right. And so you're going to be going around post-apocalyptic Kirby land. Um, It's Kirby in the Forgotten Land.
1: Kirby is my, is my, I'm not a, you know, I'm not, I I don't vibe very much with Nintendo characters. A lot of them, I don't have the same connection to them that folks, a lot of folks do. Kirby is my favorite. Um, Kirby and Luigi. Uh, and then like that's it, and I guess Zelda, but like the question of whether Zelda is—I is, mean, Zelda's a character now in Smash Brothers, but she's never been like a character you play as. Hint, hint. Complain, complain. And uh, so yeah, that's those three. So I'm very excited to play as Kirby, the most power. Also, I think he's the most powerful video game character in existence. So there's that. There was that argument years ago about who the most powerful character is, and it's always Kirby. Always Kirby. Forever. He can eat your favorite character and then gain their strength. All of them. Every single one of them.
0: He is the best.
1: This is objectively the most powerful.
0: He... Uh, no, I think, that one's, I think that's actually... Uh, I think that's actually kind of confirmed.
1: I mean, I, 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 people have <laughs> this argument. That's what I thought it was confirmed, but there's an argument and, like, there's, like, just... If you, you, there's no argument to how powerful Kirby is.
0: Yeah, but I mean, this is like Sailor Moon versus Goku arguments. We all know it's Sailor Moon.
1: Right. Um, but I, I realize folks, very similarly to Sailor Moon uh, Dragon Ball Z argument, is they're not familiar with the actual powers. I think folks think Kirby just like is like eats and consumes some things to gain some power when in fact he can consume everything and gain all the power. And the only reason like he
0: he specific, like specifically he can consume literally anything
1: anything and
0: literally uh, anything and gain power from it, yeah nigga is eating galaxies that
1: was my favorite. there was an ending to a Kirby game where he ate the universe, he ate the game to fire a laser at the boss and eradicate the boss, and then there was just like like the universe kind of had to like start over that was um. That was when I knew. I was like, oh. <laughs> he, he was like, oh, he literally just hit this nigga with the universe at large, like reality. He hit him with reality, existence. You understand the enormity? First of all, I think it was overkill. Like, I feel like Mario Mario and his brother could have handled that without consuming reality. But I appreciate Kirby for his air for the, the, the theatrics. The I don't dr- even think dramatic. it's
0: theatrics. Kirby just doesn't have power control. I mean, well, he, no, he has too much. He is. He's a baby.
1: Listen, um, somewhere along the line, he's got to he's got to he's got to he's got to get it together. We don't need to consume reality for anything. I'm not saying
0: it, I mean, no, I mean, I think Kirby's actually a baby.
1: Is Kirby still a baby?
0: I don't think Kirby ever stopped being a baby. We don't know how old Kirby's grow up to be.
1: Is it one Kirby or is it like multiple Kirby's? I think it's one Kirby. This has been the same Kirby forever.
0: Yeah. We don't, eat I mean, Kirby's could live for like a thousand years.
1: I feel like our relationship with Kirby as he <laughs> is the, the alpha and the omega should change just as people. Like we really are kind of living because Kirby is kind of letting us cook. And it's really important that we acknowledge that um, as we go forward, just in our daily lives, just give a nod, just pour out a little liquor for Kirby when you have the opportunity to let him know that you see him. And he's not consuming our existence. Thanks for that, Kirby. Thank you, Kirby. Um, also, Bayonetta 2 uh, got announced. No,
0: Bayonetta
1: 3. 2. 3. I need to play 2.
0: I was just playing 2. <laughs> 3. 3, yes. And, and, and the bitch is riding kaiju. So. <laughs> and she's got pi- pigtails. Yeah. I really I'm I'm a Her team, outfit is so cute and so is her hair and she's out here riding kaiju.
1: Well, you know, it escalates. And uh yeah, I love I just I deeply, deeply enjoy Bayonetta. So I had gotten my switch. I had gotten my switch for someone had, I got a switch as a present with a totally other motive in, in in mind, like to play Monster Hunter. But privately, the first game I downloaded was Bayonetta. Like, the very first thing that happened, like, I was like, can I get Bayonetta? And then I set that to download. And then I went about the business of actually, like, organizing the new console and making, like, learning how things worked. Like, I believe I had Bayonetta set to download before I had installed any control any Joy-Cons of any kind. So, I'm very, 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 very excited oh, for Bayonetta.
0: Speaking <laughs> of Joy-Cons, um, they right. also said with, like, the N64 and Sega Genesis, is that they're also releasing uh, N64 and Genesis controllers, so you can play them, regi- play the games just like as they originally were released.
1: Oh, very nice. Um, as Which- of- I will
0: probably, I don't like the N64 controller, it not is, gonna lie.
1: It is, um, it is, but I, it, it's funny, it, it's, it's iconic, but not good. Like, some people who really like it, like, remember it fondly, but it's not a good controller. Like, to Listen, use. the best
0: controller was the GameCube controller.
1: Oh, the GameCube, oh, GameCube controller, Who shit. That was the, I think that might be the best controller of all time.
0: Uh, you can, by the way, you can get it. Like, they have, they made GameCube controllers for the Nintendo Switch.
1: Right, like, but there's no Nintendo nothing. property ones. Right, there's just like, I feel like those controllers are for Smash, like just personally, like the GameCube <laughs> uh, controller. The
0: Smash, the Smash community at large would be very upset <laughs> if there
1: were no more. Game right, and I feel, and that's the thing. Like, uh, there's no, there's no Nintendo Switch game that need that I feel needs the GameCube controller. And I feel like if I were to get the GameCube controller, I would specifically require Smash Brothers.
0: Um, I would probably play uh, Zelda games with it. Uh,
1: yeah, I would need to. I mean, I could use it. Like the GameCube controller was; it had the best plastic of any controller I've ever held. It had the um, it plastic had
0: still feels good,
1: right? It had this infinite space plastic, um, that felt good to play over huge periods of time. It felt good. The analog sticks, the analog stick, the um, trigger buttons. The actual feel of the controller felt overwhelmingly sturdy. Like it's it just I don't know, like it does seem like Nintendo won on a limb to make sure that the actual material that the controllers are made controller is made out of was top notch in a way that no other company has done since. And
0: controller is single-handedly the best controller.
1: It is the it just feels like the best controller. And also it is the as a person who likes who's who likes mechanical keyboard sounds, who likes wooden arcade cabinet noises. It is the best sounding controller of all time. When I was, uh, when I was, I used to come up when that New York, when you, you know, when you could actually rent a Lance, you could have a Lance center in New York. They would have the Smash Brothers kid people playing Smash Brothers, and those controllers was dominating. No matter how loud Halo had become, in the no matter how many people were playing Halo you could always hear the people playing Smash Brothers clacking away on their GameCube controllers. And I love that sound so much. Everyone else hated it. Like, the amount of parents we woke up, the amount of noise complaints because there were four, four niggas playing a Smash Brothers for six hours a night. Um, but I loved it. And it just, GameCube controller is absolutely superb. I'm trying to, every, every few months I have to talk myself down from just buying one for no reason. Just to have, just to play, like, I don't—I never dock my Switch. I use it as a 100% portable console just to have a GameCube controller to periodically touch the buttons and fiddle around with. So, yes, best controller ever. Fight me, fight us. Um, Is there anything else that you, uh, that popped up? I didn't track. Oh, yeah, the Mario movie.
0: Uh, I'm ignoring it until it comes out and then i'm gonna wait for the reviews on the actually i'm gonna wait for justin's opinion on that one because i'm sure it'll be both uh justin has my favorite way of um diplomatically tearing down things (laughs) like he 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 like tries his best to be like this is like the most polite way that i can say that this is terrible so i'm just gonna wait for him It is my favorite thing that he does his his um polite takedowns of stuff. It's great. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until then. It doesn't exist.
1: <laughs> um, I saw Chris Pratt as Mario. Uh,
0: yeah, and uh,
1: I, that's we're good.
0: I think Jack Black is Bowser, which I'm intrigued about.
1: Oh, Jack Black can just use I, I I'm not gonna lie to you, I thought jack black would be a good mario he's extremely talented it seems like a oh natural jack black
0: f- is so talented it
1: seems it seems like a natural fit for him to be mario but like i said we're riding this chris, we're riding this chris pratt train to the last stop we're all just like the doors are closed the doors are locked the windows are closed you can't go between cars we're riding this chris pratt fucking train to
0: isn't, the last stop isn't Keenan key toad uh yes How do you voice act Toad?
1: We the thing I imagine based on how these characters have sounded historically, we won't know who these voice actors are without the credits.
0: (laughs) Right, that's why I'm like,
1: like, and
0: granted, this is animated, so I'm like, I'm just very like, I know Toad has spoken
1: before, yeah,
0: but. I mean, he does have a pretty good falsetto.
1: In the interest of chaos, as we sometimes do pursue it for chaos sake, the only way any of this would slap is if they didn't have anyone make a voice. Like if like they did the Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu thing and they just let Chris Pratt be Mario and uh, Michael Keegan was (laughs) toad. (laughs) It was like, we just, we're not, they're not making Nintendo character voices. These These people are these characters. That would be the chaotic, that would be the chaos that I desire personally in life.
0: Oh my God, the Detective Pikachu one. I love that movie though.
1: Detective Pikachu was great.
0: That movie was so good.
1: Like I said, I'm curious to see whether they have the, whether they have the, the, if they're going to be cowards, if they have the intestinal fortitude to dare, to dare to do it, you know, to do it. I don't think they're going to do that. They're obviously going to have Mario. Like, it's a me. And Toad's going to be me, me, me. This is, that's going to be me, 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 a lot of that back and forth, <laughs> which I don't necessarily want to hear for a coherent narrative. Again, as someone who was not raised on Mario. That sounds like gibberish. Them talking to each other sounds like nonsense. And if Mario didn't have all six Infinity Stones, I wouldn't care what he does. But I
0: literally literally don't. I I'm I'm a Bowser fan.
1: Um, I think Mario's an op government op. Like uh, like I think he's a government. I think he's a Fed.
0: Because he's totally a fed. He's a
1: fed. I, I don't care what anybody says. The entire Bowser Mushroom Kingdom thing just sounds like the same shit they tell us when they go into third world air quote countries for American interests. I think the story goes, they sent him in for to liberate the princess, air quotes. And we were all like, oh, save that white woman from that turtle. That's fucking weird, bro. Save that white woman. That's his fucking wife, dude. Like, they're cool. <laughs> and we're fine and we sent in mario and i think he found like one of the infinity stones and he went rogue like that's a whole fucking that's why they that's why it's under wraps because they sent wait, him wait, in are there. you
0: saying that mario's the cia that planted crack in uh bowser's castle
1: i'm saying that they didn't have to because they're all fucking lizards and turtles Like, it's easy. Right. So they're just like, (laughs) look at those, look at that turtle with that white woman. And it's like, bro, that's their wedding photo. Look at that lizard turtle with that white woman. Someone should save her. And it's like, bro, like she's like in his Corvette. Like, they're happy, dude. Like, look at her Instagram. Anywho, we need to get her out of there. We're going to save our, we're going to send our best man. And they send fucking Mario. And I, I think, I think Mario found like an infinity stone there. They didn't want him to find it. They just wanted to They just wanted to have him go in there, and probably not survive. But then they could send in more troops. So if they send in Mario, trying to save that white woman, and they get and they kill him, then they have an excuse to send in more people. And Mario survived, and Mario found like one of the Infinity Stones, and off he went. And he went super fucking rogue. That's why him and Luigi don't fuck with each other like that, because he went super rogue. And then uh, you're right, because just...
0: at some point Luigi's like I'm a
1: no, dude. That's why he just fights ghosts. Like Luigi ain't Lego about right that. Like like Mario, like Mario one 1- off. He found like I think around Mario Galaxy, he found like four of those fucking stones. And Luigi's like, "No, show you whining. And he's like, listen, you're my brother. I'm not gonna stop you because I can't. You're my brother. I love you, but I can't be involved with this. Like what you're doing here. This is too much power for one dude to be having. And Mario won off for Mario Galaxy one and two. Found all six stones. That's the only explanation for Mario Odyssey. For the love of fucking God, and off he went. Mario and Mario Luigi just fights ghosts. This is like I said that the only Luigi was the one that could have stopped it, and he didn't. And I don't blame him. It's his brother. It's bigger than it's bigger than even fucking time stones. Mario was an op though, hundred percent. So he's a fed. Mario is 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 a government op. It just got out of hand. That's why we never hear about it. They couldn't send anybody and Mario found when he Mario found what he wasn't supposed to find and one off on adventures he wasn't supposed to go on. And then he found all six infinity stones and now they're just like, what can you do now to it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to. This is going to be the first video I put on my TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> that whole entire <laughs> that whole entire. <laughs> it's Listen,
1: the uh, if you look at the chronology of the Mario games, that's how it works. And that's why Mario, even Mario, even Yoshi's Island makes sense that he found the time stone and fucked up. That's why his Baby Mario is getting saved by the lizards. He's fortunate. <laughs> it's true. It's just truly like I said. He's. I. I. Now he and has. What's
0: that? Mario was a traitor. He was raised by lizards. I don't
1: think. I don't think he was a traitor. I think he just. I think he just tasted power. They sent him in there. It's like there are lots of shooting games where that's the narrative, where like the the, the shoot 'em up games, right, where they send in like one ship to get blown up for whatever reason. I've played about four or five of them where the narrative is you're not supposed to survive this mission, but you did. I think that's the same. That's the same thing for the original Mario Brother. He was not supposed to. That was one of their best guys. He was not supposed to make it. And when one of your best guys dies in the Mushroom Kingdom, you can send everybody in there. Fucking comb the land. Find what you need to find. But he survived. Now that was it.
0: I mean, but I mean, he was a baby.
1: When he was a baby? Oh, he just got lucky. He fucked up. That was the closest he came to failure. He fucked up with the time zone. <laughs> it turned himself into a baby? Was a, it was a baby. No, when he fucked up, he fucked up. He fucked up with the time stone, turned himself into a baby, and those lizards, Yoshi, oh, saved
0: him. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, he fucked up with the time stone. He fucked up I with got the it. time stone. I got it. And then, right. you know, uh, it, it, all uh, the the Yoshis are just trying to like do a good deed. They're like, here's right. this baby. We gotta. Right. We can't just let this baby exactly. be like this. We yep. gotta. We gotta save them. Use right. our Yoshi powers to do it.
1: Right. It's general. It was. It was generally manipulative. Because Mario is a federal agent, and he generally relied on the good natured Yoshi's people will always help, always, always, always help, and they didn't know. I don't know. So they didn't know, and I don't blame them. It's not their fault. You can only be good. You can only if you if you are gonna be a good person, if you're gonna be good people, then you have to be good people all the time, even if it costs you. So they didn't know.
0: Uh, also announced through the Nintendo Direct <laughs> <laughs> um, was Splatoon three it's coming out next year. All right. And the last Smash Brothers fighter is coming out next month.
1: Alright.
0: So you have time to get your GameCube controllers. Um although I have to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna start another tangent because we had this tangent yesterday and I'm I, I just I feel like it needs to happen again.
1: No one thing before you start your tangent is um I mean I've it's ne- really you
0: can see me tangenting.
1: I've never I've never played a game that has where the where I've been reminded that I'm new, like Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers players are the most ruthless fighting game players I, oh, have, yeah. I have ever seen in years, decades of playing fighting games. Cross several fighting games all over There's the Sakurai. place. And uh, they don't Smash Brothers Smash Brothers players, they give no quarter, they give no advice unless they know you. And they will remind you that you're terrible if you dare to speak up and are not good at the game. And as a result, I will never pick up a GameCube controller and I will never play another <laughs> Smash <laughs> ever okay, in to, life. To
0: be fair, most really good Smash players that I've encountered aren't the ones who rub it in how terrible you are.
1: Yes, I'm certain um, that they're. I'm certain that they exist. But oh no,
0: no, they're they're specific there they're specific that's how I can tell the good Smash players right. from like the the regular Smash players is like the really good Smash players are just like, mm-hmm. Well you have the regular Smash players being like, I'm the best, I'll take you all down, nobody can beat me. And I'm like, I know a person.
1: Oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that that's another thing, yes. They they talk a lot of shit. <laughs> I wish I knew a smash player to throw at other smash players but deploy I, him I, have a little pokeball. I,
0: I do know a smash player, right. and I actively throw him at other
1: player. right deploy him like a pokeball, yes
0: <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, you can't and they're like, mm, we'll see about that, and I'm like, you're gonna to get destroyed. No, you don't know, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, my money, please." <laughs>
1: That's real Pokemon trainer shit. You get paid to damn. That's real I'm Pokemon like that. Trainer like,
0: shit. I'm like, you're gonna buy me and the person who just destroyed you lunch. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and I respect that. All right. Oh
0: yeah, no, no. It's great. No, it's 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 really great, like not being great at Smash, but knowing somebody who is like the best Smash player. Because like anytime I encounter somebody who's like, oh, I can kick the I can beat everybody's ass. I'm like, I already know a person who you can't. And I know, based off of your attitude, that you will lose. Right. <laughs> I'm a horrible friend.
1: <laughs> that's some, that's a, that's and, a of course,
0: my, my friend's like, I'm not that great. And I'm like, whatever, crown champion, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Well, actually, no, I um, I actually uh, did know one of the top um, smash uh not, not in this last one, but one in the previous versions. One of the top Smash players, and he, he was just like super chill while everybody was just talking mad shit. And I'm like, you don't know who this person is,
1: right? <laughs> Bless.
0: I'm it. like, I can't wait for this.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> it's pretty, gonna
0: be hilarious. That's
1: pretty good. I appreciate that. It's good to know that they exist. I'm certain that they do statistically. So it, it's good to know that there are humble Smash players. In the world, I don't
0: don't necessarily know. Humble, they just keep their superiority to themselves.
1: (laughs) I guess, humble enough. We'll just kind of go humble enough. All right, all right. You
0: don't need to brag about how good you are.
1: (laughs) I mean, I agree with that. I that is what I live by, but yes, all right. We're running low on time, so we need to do the uh, okay. Uh,
0: just you know, based off of that conversation on the feds and. Brand. Mario just reminded me about how we were having a conversation about how fucking dated Activision games are, specifically Call of Duty.
1: Oh yeah, no, I've I've reached the um I've reached the old liberal point of I think that um no, it's one thing. I don't think any game can be based on a real war where people died. If you're gonna video game it up. For one thing, it should, it should never be a game about World War One and Two, or I shoot a person and it says plus eight, plus eighteen XP, or plus five hundred objective points, ever again, ever. Never. Like we did it, and that's cool, but now we must never do it again, as we have more than enough fictional war, and we are very good at it. We no longer need to do this ever again. So I'm looking at like the new Call of Duty, like like Vanguard, what's called, and it's in World War Two, and I'm like.
0: Literally, nobody wants another World War nobody II Nobody
1: wants a World War II game. But the people, the small subset of people who do enjoy these old manipulative war games, are like, the history of this is all off. So the history buffs who like a good war game are like, this is fucked up. Your primary audience, just like 20 year old dudes, is. Ch- they don't. Nobody wants to. They do not understand why we are going to World War Two or why it is even a viable Again. setting for a, a game. But then there is also like the weird tone that Call of Duty takes. That's always confused me. Like, as Call of Duty, you're in World War Two. You have like red dot sights when there were no red dot sights. You get you get skins on your gun that say things on them. So I get to be like in World War Two with my custom character with their pink stg with the scope that doesn't exist with like the icon that says like let's fucking go and like spray paint and then i get like and then there's like an announcer that goes like double kill triple kill and i'm like who exactly is this for and i i and i understand call call of duty in and of itself has become culture to the point where it's very it's very it's it's very awkward to observe call of duty anyway but I feel like we've now reached a peak where I'm not too sure what they're who do they even understand who they're making their game for, even as they sell billions of copies.
0: I'm like I'm telling you, like the Call of Duty series, and this is, and I I, I say this actually in general with Activision, period, is that they never aged past 2005 to 2010. Like they never left that bracket, and like all of their games. Are really like made for what was selling in that, in that like stretch of time. And they just never left it because ev- literally everything they put out is dated like that. And the Call of Duty series is just the most egregious.
1: I mean, when you said that, I was thinking about what they've actually made their money off of. And it's like Overwatch is probably the freshest thing they've made. And that's four, five, six years old at this point. Right. And then the last thing they made that did really well um was Crash Bandicoot four, which was just Crash Bandicoot. And right. even the things that I own from Activision is like Crash, Crash Remake One Through Three, Spyro one through three. So I'm thinking about it and like you're absolutely positively right. Like they don't they don't and even even like the Call of Duty it's no matter how good Call of Duty is, it always feels like Call of Duty and it feels so dated. All of it feels dated, and you're absolutely right. They just have not moved on past their heyday, and their heyday has now become culture. So, like, it would require um, a mass exodus, like say the World of Warcraft people. Uh, like, it would need um, an impetus and a destination, an alternative, which is why everyone jumped in Final Fantasy 14. They left. <laughs> My one- <laughs> everyone left world of warcraft to go to final fantasy 14 so they be the impetus which is the terrible management of world of warcraft and then the destination which is final fantasy 14 being the best it's ever been <laughs> you know so
0: <laughs> my servers are full they shut down our data center like you literally can't make new characters on our data
1: center really that's funny yeah,
0: our data center is closed now it's great for selling right now because all of the botters are getting deleted and they can't get back in. <laughs> Cuz you you can't transfer to our server and you can't make new characters on our server. Right. So I'm just like yes. <laughs> yes. The like and and you know they keep they keep deleting like erasing all these bots and like the botters. So like the botters are just vanishing. And I'm just like, which means that the prices are stabilizing. And I'm like,
1: oh, actually
0: like I'm making money at the end of like, like right before expansion period, which is when I really need to make money. And I'm like, God, thank you. God bless. Yes. Um,
1: And Activision is good for something then as they flooded Final Fantasy servers and forced them to clean out their servers and rid themselves of bots that then affected you as a master crafter has affected your bottom line positively now that you have less glut and body
0: that's so great um but with like the war game thing like what would i want i i want one last world war two game,
1: oh yes. I, I listen, want World War Two. You were saying this yesterday. It needs a World War Two game needs to be survival horror, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I need one last World War Two game. The yeah. one that will end, that will stop this, and it needs to be an actual like realistic World War Two game. Like, like even if they split it up into like you know five or six like different World War Two stories, but it's got to be it's got to be historically accurate. Right. So like you get like the combat's gonna be accurate. It you're only gonna have like. The guns that were used, like the actual, like, you know, the planes of the time, how they worked. Um, it's not going to be fun. There's going to be no fun. It's just going to be depressing and scary.
1: Listen, the idea that, I mean, gamifying, the worst thing that I've seen, and this is when I started come to the conclusion that we can no longer do war games, was the opening to, uh, I think it was Battlefield Five, which is Battlefield, it was a game about World War I. And the game opened up with um, your character being overrun in war, in various theaters of war. And it was, like, very somber. And the opening, like, the first 15 minutes was, like, you know, you fighting and trying to survive but not being able to because too much is happening, being overwhelmed, just being a lone person, you know, lone person over uh, losing their life tragic, tragically in war. There was, like, a whole somber moment and some quotes. And then the game started. And then off we went doing game shit there we went off getting getting XP, leveling up, doing call of duty shit, being bullet sponges. And and I was like, I think we must we should we cannot do this anymore.
0: No, we need to take the game
1: out, out of, of we need War- to
0: take the gamifiedness out of like World War Two games. World War
1: One, World War Two were horrible. We no longer need them to be games. It needs to be unpleasant because we've I, I feel like these things and it. It was, I imagine it was the concern before, but it's like we if we're gonna do it, we can afford to do it right at least once because I realize we've really never really done no, it no, we've right. never done it right. and we've it's been, like
0: we've never been properly respectful of like right. what happened and what happened in on all sides was atrocious right and terrifying. and people came back. people either didn't just didn't come back or came back really um uh just like physically or mentally or both harmed Yep. and then there were no resources for them
1: nope yeah and
0: so i really think like you know a a very realistic um uh world war ii game just needs to happen and even if it's from like different perspectives would be good yep like i want them and and when i mean realistic i mean like let's do some grave of the firefly shit right (laughs) Like I want I want tears.
1: Right. It should be terrible. You should feel it's a game with no replayability because you feel awful. There are no collectibles. There are achievements for getting through it. That's it. You did it. it. You got through the end of it. You can replay it if you wanna be sad again. There's no time trials, no PvP, no no hard mode. That's it. You did it. Your game ends silently with a young man on a bus. (laughs) that's <laughs> on a young man on a bus falling asleep your, uh, your yep. character would get progressively more quiet as the game goes on and it gets worse because mm-hmm. the fuck and then the game would just end silently and we would just leave that man would we and we would just we, we would be detached we would left in our own thoughts and that character would be left with the rest of his life having done what happened having seen what happens in war that's it world war Two done that's it Survival horror, horrible, horrible, sad game, somber ending. We don't know what happens to that person. We can look it up because the shit's fucking accurate. So we can look it up. We
0: have so many records.
1: We can look up what probably happened to the character and that's it.
0: And yeah. part of the money should like go to yes. specifically like veterans and mental health.
1: Yes. Oh.
0: Yes. And then we can be done with this.
1: Last one would be the last one. It'd be, last one, last would, one. It would be so miserable that no one would want. We wouldn't make another one because what the fuck is wrong with us? No right? One would because want any
0: him. any other World War Two game would be immediately compared to it.
1: Right, and it'd be, it'd be like, oh, we didn't know you were being disrespectful. It's was like, fuck yeah, they were being disrespectful. So yeah, now you and then you would know. That's it. That would be it. There would be no more. And, None. Uh, and that would be the last World War One or Two game. And then we can move on with our lives and do fictional fucking space wars. Or anything wars, because I don't mind that we love war games as our violent racist society, but we don't need to, we don't need to gamify existing wars that we have that lots of people have not recovered from and never will. So
0: I mean, the entire economy still haven't recovered from it. Yep. So
1: right. all I have to say is:
0: no more, we're done. Stop it, Stop it!
1: I'm not I won't be buying the I even know I never do. I do have a, my, my Xbox spouse buys all the war games. I refuse to buy any more military games. At least I play one with the uh, narrative from, like, the narrative quality of, like, Spec Ops, the line. That was a lot. I,
0: like, I do, like, I'm not going to lie, I do like flight sims because a lot of flight sims, when they go on them, like, you're constantly a different person in a different plane. So that's always nice. Uh, but even those don't usually go that much in depth because it's, it, it's, it's about the plane.
1: Right. <laughs> so flight sims are for there there is a different thing i think trying to yeah like you said the the, the the wartime plane people honestly they seem a little more respectful of what's happening than the wartime foot soldier like the like if you can accurately recreate a classic war plane in a wartime and it's intriguing there's a, and there's difficult a lot of them actually right No game dares to duplicate what you were doing on the ground, and that annoys me. They wouldn't dare, and I'm like, "No, you stop being fucking cowards and you dare, you fucking dare." But
0: yeah, that's
1: right. Quit Um, being cowards.
0: Um, back really quick to Activision again. Well, we're still on Activision because we're ripping Call of Duty. Uh (laughs) Weird tone. Now we're gonna rip Diablo.
1: Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Diablo Diab- 2. The yeah. Remake. So Diablo.
0: So I mean, we're, we're not going to go too much into it, but Diablo 2 came out and it's got, you know, spruced up graphics. And of course, this is coming out during the um, great reckoning of Activision and Activision Blizzard as they've been hit by the state, the feds. And I think they also got hit by the SEC. Uh, for not disclosing issues. They're getting hit by, they're getting literally hit by everybody because that's how badly they fucked up. So, like, the more that gets uncovered into this investigation, the more departments are getting involved because it affects their department. Like, that's literally their department's job. So, like, oh, because Activision was like falsifying documents, another division is now another department is involved and gets to take them to task over that specific thing. Um, over, you know, another department gets to come at them because they just straight up weren't reporting things that were happening uh, when they're like legally obligated to. And so as more things are being uncovered, more departments are getting across state and fed federal are getting involved in this and they're just kind of fucked right now. Um, even if the company itself doesn't like collapse, Blizzard will never like Activision Blizzard will never be the same. Ever yeah. like this? Like they won't they won't be able to operate in the same capacity that they have been. It's just like they're going to become a smaller company, and in that they're also just bleeding talent right now. Um, the executive producer of Overwatch has left, and also by the way, their uh, Activision legal representative just left. <laughs> <laughs> they just went and goodbye. <laughs> my,
1: my favorite thing was that there was no mention of like. Of what's happening uh in the statement from the legal rep. Nope. Uh, they were just like, Yeah, you know, so we was thinking, you know, it's time, you know. No, you know, we're, just we're just gonna just, gonna, we're just gonna we gotta go. new, you know, it's time for new horizons, you know, it's that time of life, you know. <laughs> it, it, it,
0: it, <laughs> um the what, was that hedge fund? Like the, the the team that they had the union busting team that they had pulled in to like help them with their investigations is now also suing them.
1: <laughs> really? Yes. For <laughs> pulling them into this shit?
0: I'm not entirely sure.
1: <laughs> I
0: have to read the I have to read it again, but I was like, what? <laughs> um, so Diablo 2 Uh, like remaster essentially like Diablo 2 like bringing it up to current specs and on console uh, a lot of work's gone in gone into it but like nobody's like outwardly like nobody's really saying nobody who's worked on the game has been like boycott this game they are like like what is being said is like listen if you can't buy this game I get it (laughs) you don't have to you don't have to buy this game. It's okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, people did put their hard work into it who also are now no longer at the company. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, Activision is hiring for all positions.
1: Get in there, folks.
0: Get in there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, you know, it, it it is one of those really weird things where it's just like you spend your money do you not spend your money blizzard i i was already blizzard's not getting a dime for me before any of this came down um because of um our current like section of the podcast that we call that i like affectionately referred to unofficial section called uh, blizzard's fucking up again so after several like years of them continuing being 2005 to 2010 and even before that Uh, blizzard i've just i I, i'm done so i was already not getting their money but it's probably good to not give them their money however if you know everybody has their own hard limits and that's fine um the interesting part about diablo 2 though widely well received for the most part is the biggest complaint about it is that it's not diablo 3 which i found personally entertaining Because when Diablo 3 came out, people were complaining it wasn't Diablo 2. And so, it's one of those things where, like, nostalgia goggles got taken off of people's faces. (laughs) As what's, you know, widely received as one of the best PC games that had came out during, like... One of the most iconic PC games that had ever come out is now available on console, and people are remembering like oh this about this this about diablo 2 and uh, they're having server issues which server issues always happen right on like honestly if it's a new game there's multiplayer expect server issues always. like there's no there's just no point in even complaining about it there's just no way to handle pe there's no way to prepare for it right um so just be patient it'll work after a bit it's just server issues are gonna be a thing um but yeah the biggest complaint is like
1: Very, very stiff, very stiff control, very, uh, very, it's not very, it's not very enjoyable mechanically, the minute-to-minute. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's, it's like, the narrative is really good, the characters are really great, the mechanic, like, it it doesn't operate mechanically as smooth as Diablo 3, which people were complaining that Diablo 3 wasn't as mechanically as good as Diablo 2, and now it's the reverse, so I'm laughing my ass off at this. Um, Because, again, you know, remove those nostalgic goggles.
1: I mean, I love to see it because we sure did let, they let Diablo 3 have it when it came out. So. I remember what were the, they were saying that it was too cartoony. Yep. uh, Too bright. And granted, Mm -hmm. if you like Diablo, Diablo 2, Diablo 2 was so grimy. Jesus Christ. Um, It was too bright. Characters were silly. Um you did make mention though that the actual the actual minute uh the, the r p g systems were better in Diablo two a little better defined than they were in Diablo three little mm-hmm. but um otherwise yes, playing Diablo three is a better experience than playing Diablo Two, but for years you were not allowed to make that st- make that statement nope and that
0: statement was not allowed
1: first thing people are like, uh yeah, this feels old and um the genre the arpg genre has just gotten it i would say it's like right behind the first person shooter genre of consistently updating itself in terms of gameplay and flow that older games don't feel classic they do in fact just feel old and uh yep it is fun to see it is very amusing
0: Old (laughs) game like what came out in 2000
1: I mean, it is very amusing because, you know, it does track what the whole Activision is is old themselves. They lack awareness, so they just kind of put out Diablo 2, and uh, they put it out. And it's right on brand for them to just put out straight up and down Diablo 2, which is their way. Actually, it's their way of doing remakes, I find, is they don't update anything. They will give you the game. They touch up the graphics, they give you the game. They did that with Crash Bandicoot spyro yeah game no,
0: that's, that's exactly what they knew
1: spyro um and patch Man could play um in such a way that it works for them but that, that it just kind of hit a wall I mean, they did oh yeah world of warcraft remake also hit that world it hit War. that yeah it has had the same problem where it's like people were like you guys didn't touch anything meaningful about the game
0: no nope.
1: <laughs> this game this game is not fun to play it feels old guys please
0: and granted, there's a lot of work that took, like, bringing, like, classic Diablo 2 to even be able to get it to play on consoles and PCs, et cetera. Right. Like, currently. Like, that's a lot of work. And that's not dismissing their work. However, again, like...
1: It's a, it's the it's the reviews. Like, I don't think Diablo 2 should play any different than Diablo 2. Right. But the amount of people who were, or, who disliked Diablo 3... And are now into Diablo 2 and then are like, oh Diablo 2, I miss Diablo 3 now. Like, well Right, that's funny. You're a dick.
0: (laughs) Working on Diablo 2, whoever did
1: bring listen, whoever did the work on Diablo 2, all of you, congratulations. Good stuff. All the people who spent all that time shitting on Diablo three, who now miss Diablo three, well, you're a dick. You're a dick. That's what we're talking about.
0: You're a dick. Right. i think that's our show
1: i think we did it i think we did it i think we did it
0: we did it my cat's super happy because like um her feeding time is like at noon but she didn't come out here until like one thirty, one forty ish like you haven't called me human <laughs> and now she's patiently waiting <laughs> oh, for wow. lunch.
1: That support, that's good support from your animal. Just kind of letting you cook while they're not. Okay, okay. Well, you go ahead and feed your cat. And um, anyone else, like I said, if you want to find us, we are uh, UN Fridays on Twitter. Um, I, am, I am Annis Freeman on Twitter. Bacon is uh, B4Z0NZILLA. Baconzilla.
0: If on- you would like to join our growing Discord community because um, the Unreasonable Friday team really hates Facebook groups. So wow. if you would like to be in a replacement for a Facebook group and you know can follow the rules and follow the nature of the show, um, feel free to message us. You can message me, you can message Aaron, you can send a message to the Unreasonable Fridays um, Twitter account, and you will be let in through the door. F-
1: Facebook groups go south. I mean, I've, <laughs> I, since there's been Discord, I find some people are going to Discord with their groups, and kind of like, kind of, uh, it's 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 creating a healthier alternative to having just Facebook groups. And uh, that's really what we can say is we some Facebook groups work. Some of them don't. Some of them go south. I don't want those problems. Discord's much much better.
0: I have a much easier time managing Discord.
1: I mean, it's a, it, I mean it's it's probably the best commu- team communication app.
0: <laughs> like, I have a much easier time. Man- like Discord groups when they get to like thousands of people become much harder, but there's also because of like you can have bot support it's so much easier like you can't you can't set up like bot mods in facebook to like catch things if your admins aren't online to catch things so
1: well, there you go ways to find us ways to contact us um, we hope you enjoyed our program and uh we will see you next week